Hey y'all, welcome back to Mindful Reality. Today, I put something on my Instagram story, asked you guys to ask me questions, and I'm going to be answering them. A lot of these questions were about relationships, so I want to try to make my next episode all about relationships. So I'm gonna try to keep my responses about those limited and short. So yeah, <clears throat> let's just get right into it. Okay, a lot of these are, some of them are personal to me and some of them are just advice questions. So I'm gonna kind of go back and forth. Maybe in the future I can do one or the other if you guys like this style, whatever. We'll see. I know I like doing this kind of stuff, so I'm excited. The first question that struck my attention says, how to be confident in your relationship and not worry and trust. This is, I know this is a relationship question, but I just, I saw this question and I really liked it. Um, I've always set a ground rule for myself, which is if I can't trust somebody to go out on their own and do stuff on their own, I shouldn't be dating them. I mean, trusting isn't the easiest thing, um, because it's something that's so out of your control, which it's like the whole idea of trust is letting go of control. And if you, if you can't do that, then maybe you're not in a spot to be in a relationship or maybe this person isn't worthy of being in a relationship with you. I don't know. How do you feel about graduating and growing up? I'm a senior in high school. I'm graduating high school in two weeks. This used to literally terrify me. When I was a junior in high school, walking through the hallways, I would look around and be like, I don't know how I'm gonna do like a year and a half here and then go into the real world. I always felt like once I leave high school, I'm never going to live at home with my family the same way I did. I'm never going to have this sense of community. I'm never going to have this high school structure. Like from there, it just gets harder and harder. It gets more, you get more independent, financially independent. You know, realistically, you're entering the real world more and more as you uh, leave high school. And that's like the beginning of kind of the end of your real childhood and any community you had at your in your hometown. And this literally used to scare me. I was like, it just gets harder from here. And it freaked me out so much. But honestly, recently with just all of the stuff I've been doing on my own, I've become so much more um, independent and I've been pushing myself out of my comfort zone. And for myself doing that these past probably like four months, it has prepared me so much and made me so excited to kind of branch out on my own and figure out what I'm going to do with my life because when we're at home with our families we're given more of a structure and we're given you know make good grades hang out with your friends like do this kind of stuff work make some money for yourself but you know you don't have to pay for your own house and stuff like that uh, or at least most most kids in high school don't I don't know I can't really speak for everybody and that always scared me but with that comes now it's your turn to figure out exactly what your life wants to be. It always scared me leaving that kind of stuff because it meant I'm paying my own bills at one point, I'm paying my own insurance at one point, I'm doing everything for myself, I'm becoming an adult and that scared me but with that comes, it's your turn to decide what you wanna do with what you're given now. You literally, it is your turn to take the reins and be like, this is what I wanna do with my life. And that's really especially difficult to face if you're not passionate about something but you're given so much possibility that I think you should really look at it as more of an opportunity than a burden. I don't know if I answered that correctly, but whatever. Friendship 
breakups? This isn't a question, but it's, you know, a prompt, which is acceptable here. Friendship breakups, I would say, are worse than romantic relationship breakups. That's how I feel. I think friendship breakups are really difficult because you get really personal with friends. Like, I've had some friends that have become, like, my sisters, and ending that type of bond with like a sisterly bond rather than ending a romantic bond it's is even more difficult in my opinion because when you end a romantic bond you have the sisterly bond to fall back on like that is your more of your rock you know what I mean especially in high school at least or like at a younger age our relationships don't get as serious as they do when you're in your 20s and everything like your friends are where the serious relationships are really at you know that doesn't go for everybody but most people, I feel like that's the case. Um, and it's hard. It's hard to watch them go and be friends with other people. You wonder what they're saying about you. You wonder uh, what kind of side they're on, I guess. Because with friendship breakups, a lot of times it gets messy. There might be sides. And honestly, dealing with friendship breakups, I can't tell you anything, any advice that really makes it easier. You kind of just have to get through it. You have to handle yourself with grace and be honest and Try to be mature about everything. Try not to be petty because the more you fuel the fire, like it takes two. Like if she's running around saying all of this stuff, he or she is running around saying a bunch of stuff about you. It really does suck. But if you're being mature and keeping your mouth shut and just letting it be between you two, eventually it has to stop or people will see that the other person is being immature and that you're handling yourself with grace. Like people do recognize things like that. And ending something like that, it just, it gets messy and it gets difficult to watch. But like I said, friendship breakups are very difficult. You just have to handle yourself with grace and remember that you did used to love that person and that you'll, you'll feel much better about yourself if you are just kind and collected and everything. I'm turning everything up because um, someone told me the audio is kind of quiet. So trying to figure that out. What do I think about cheating? I think that cheating um, is a reason to break up. I think that I've been cheated on and I didn't believe... Oh God, I'll tell this story another time. But anyway, I think that if you get cheated on, that person was not ready to be in a relationship with you or... They were ready to be done with the relationship and they were subconsciously finding a way out probably and to break up with them because they just single handedly proved to you like they're doing you a favor. If somebody cheats on you, they're doing you a favor by forcing you out of that relationship because they weren't ready to be in a relationship or they didn't love you like they should have. Because in, in, in my opinion, in order to be in a relationship with somebody and not just like them or talk to them or want to be around them, to get to the point where you're like, no one else can have that one. That one's mine. Like, you are my girlfriend or boyfriend. You're publicly claiming that. I think that why would you waste your time with somebody if you were just going to, to hurt them and betray them? Because when you get into a relationship, you give up control. You say, okay, I'm relying on this person to do their part. And when they do the literal one thing, they break the one code of loyalty, which is like the base of the whole relationship. 
they that's just they're not ready for a relationship or they don't love you they shouldn't have been in that relationship with you in the first place or maybe it's like like a four-year relationship and it was really good when it was good but that person they they cheat on you after that long then they they were done they were ready to be out of that relationship and I think the mature thing to do in that situation is to tell the person that you're ready to be out of the relationship but you know some people they can't do that and they it just comes out whenever they whenever an opportunity presents itself it comes out that they might not want to be in that situation and it's unfortunate and it sucks but it definitely teaches you a thing or two about um, relationships and what to look for in people and um, if you're the one doing the cheating my advice is break up with them if you want to be with other people you're not ready to be in a relationship with them even if you think you love them you're just not ready to be committed to somebody and you just need to break up with them that's what I think god that's I feel really oh I don't know this is like unsolicited advice to you guys but here we go how did you learn to accept love for yourself I kind of learned to do this when I was like how do I want people to view me I'm going to view myself like that. There's another question in here that asks about self-image. So these kind of go together. But what helped me a lot with how I look at myself was understanding how I wanted to be viewed by other people and then further understanding that I have to set that standard. If I love myself and I see myself as valuable and have this really good sense of self-image in my mind... That's how the people around me are going to view me because nobody is going to create your self-image. Self-image. You have to do that. You have to do that yourself. And when you start to work on that and create somebody you love and you put in the work to create somebody that you love, you love that person. You know what I mean? It's your job to be like, I want to be respected. I want to love myself. I want to respect myself. Here's how I'm going to do it. You know, you have to put in that work. Um, I feel like a lot of people, and I've done this before, absolutely, blame other people for how they're viewed. And I think sometimes things can get misconstrued. People dislike you because of jealousy or other envious, weird reasons. But ultimately, all you can do is create the person you love. It's up to you to do that. No one's going to do that for you. Do you still run track and what's your workout workout routine? I don't run track. I ran track all of middle school and all of high school until my senior year. And um, I don't I didn't do it this year. I just didn't want to. And my workout routine now is I usually run a mile or I walk on incline for a mile and then run a mile. And then I do a bunch of body weight stuff. When I was in track, I lifted heavy weights, which was really good for me. And it pushed me. And I actually really liked it. Recently, I've just kind of been doing body weight stuff and cardio. And I do abs and I use resistance bands and do um, things with that. But every once in a while, I'll go to weights. I get a lot of questions about workout routine. Maybe I'll just post a video uh, on YouTube about it. How long should a situationship last? I like this question. Um, I think that a lot of times people are like, what is talking? Talking is so weird. Um, Maybe people not in our generation, like older people say that talking and whatever the talking stage is, like they feel like it's weird. But I think the talking stage is so necessary. 
and important. How can, okay, how can you create a relationship without the talking stage? You know, I feel like that's a very real natural thing. And I guess some people call the talking stage a situationship because you're putting time and effort into this person and it would be the of you to get with someone else or be romantic with someone else, but y'all aren't dating. And so it's this weird situationship where y'all definitely like each other, but you're not dating. How long should that last is the question. I personally will just test out a situationship until I feel like either date the person or end it. And for me, that's usually about two, two, three months. I go a long time. I'm personally scared to date people. I don't that the title gives me a lot of pressure and it freaks me out. And I feel like it's I'm very independent. I feel like it's going to interfere with my independence and the things I want to do and having to talk to somebody and update them about my life and stuff. And if you see that as a burden, then you probably shouldn't be dating them. That's another tip. Um, but I think, yeah, if, if you want to date somebody and they're holding you to a situationship and not dating you for more than three months, if they know that's what you want, you've already had that conversation. I think you need a peace out. I think you need to, you need to uh, move on, which is a lot easier said than done, but putting a lot of time and effort into somebody and if you're ready to date them and they don't feel the same way then you can't let them have that upper hand in the relationship like that I think that you need to say you know what I want and I'm giving you all this time and effort and if you're not gonna kind of claim that then it's weird because it's like why okay I say it's weird but I've done this um that's hypocritical and you know what actually let me just talk on my experience when I won't do that it's usually something's holding me back it's like I have some other underlying issue from other relationships or maybe I don't like the person enough. Maybe as the situationship has progressed over the past few months, I've started to notice a lot of things I don't like about the person. Maybe I'm not in a mental like headspace to be in a relationship with somebody else. And I think after three months, if somebody can't date you, then y'all need to maybe go your separate ways and you can find each other again. But, um, I think there's something going on with them that they're probably not communicating if they haven't given you a reason. And if they're giving you a bunch of excuses and stuff, I, I think that honestly, you need to set like a standard for yourself and be like, if this person won't date me, someone else will. Oh, how many languages do you speak? Um, I speak English fluently, obviously. I did take Spanish for like five years, four years in high school. like. I did AP Spanish for last year, and I'm minoring in Spanish in college. So I speak a, a fair amount of Spanish, but I would not call myself fluent. Life goals. Honestly, thinking about life goals really freaks me out because I want to make my own money, and I want to have a good family, but I feel like there's those are the two things that I know I want to do. There's such a realm of possibility it, it, it freaks me out. But my goals, I would say, make a lot of money doing something you're passionate about. Travel the world, which is very cliche. Everybody says those. I mean, these are basic goals. They're, they're nothing special. Have a good family and accomplish things that you're proud of. Those are like my goals. I don't have specific goals, uh, which freaks me out. Are you still a part of your big friend group? Yes, I am. We have a lot of girls in our friend group. 
uh, I just haven't been going out to things as much recently. I've just been enjoying staying in and, you know, I've been with my boyfriend a lot, which I don't like that that interferes, but it does. Um, but I don't know. I've just enjoyed staying in more. So that's why I guess I'm not out as much with them, but I still love them just as much. How do you easily, Ooh, I like this one. How do you easily talk to adults or people you meet for the first time? I love this question because I consider myself an adult connoisseur. That was the wrong word. I consider myself an expert at communicating with adults. Okay. I'm just going to put it out there. I do. I like, I like talking to adults. I feel like I have confidence in talking to adults and I think it's a really important skill to have as a young person. How do you easily talk to them? Make eye contact with adults, shake their hand, make eye contact with them, introduce yourself and don't be afraid to answer questions in depth and ask them about things. You know, I think the biggest way to open yourself up to a conversation when talking to adults is, um, you know, obviously ask them how, you are, how they are or whatever, and then compliment them. This goes for anybody, not just adults, but when I met my boyfriend's grandparents for the first time, I met his grandparents before I met his parents, but we were at dinner, and when I met them for the first time, I met his grandma, and she was wearing this really cute jacket, and I noticed it, and I introduced myself, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love your jacket, and then she started like telling me where it was from and everything, and I was like, it's so cute, and then we go into more kind of girly conversation about that, or I guess not girly, but you know, a fashion sense conversation. I always try to throw out a compliment or something that could spark a conversation or just like a mutual understanding of like, you know, friendliness. I don't know. Make eye contact, shake their hand, introduce yourself, throw out a compliment if you can. And then if you know something about their life or you know something about their kids or their work, like ask them about it. Be like, oh, how's this person? Or if they're visiting town, how long are you all in town for? What are you here for? Like, um, how's it been here? Like, you know, just think about what they have going on and talk to them about it. And then, you know, when they ask you questions, answer with confidence. I think that's the best thing. Shake their hand, look them in the eye, throw out a compliment or two, have confidence, ask them questions. You can do it. Ooh, this is a really good question. What is something you had a hard time accepting? I think something, this is pretty vulnerable, but I think something that I had a hard time accepting was when things weren't going the way I wanted to, I had to accept the fact that it was my fault. I have struggled a little bit with having, and this is so embarrassing for me to admit because I do not like the idea of this at all, but having sort of a victim mentality where something is going wrong in my life and I don't or I'm not working out as much as I'd like and not really taking care of myself as much and it's like well I had this going on and then I had this going on and then I was on my you know my period for this week and so I got you know I did this because I've been struggling with this when in all reality I kind of had to accept the fact that I was making up excuses for myself and I just wasn't doing what I should have been doing and I wasn't doing the hard things and putting in the work how I should have or if I wasn't turning in my work on time at school these are things that are I, I guess could relate to a lot of people but they're pretty niche to me 
is like, oh, they, he just assigned so much. I was trying to prioritize my sleep. And then, and then this teacher assigned me so much too. And I was trying to prioritize my sleep and I was focusing on giving myself free time. And me- like really in all reality, when you want to be where you want to be in life, you're just going to have to do hard things. And I'm still kind of working on this to get to the point where I just need to stop making excuses and accept the fact that it's up to me. It's, it's my job. It's my fault that I'm not doing what I want to be doing or what I think I should be doing. You don't have to take every opportunity that presents itself to you. You have to have discipline. I think something that was pretty hard for me to accept was I just needed to stop making any excuse I could and accept the fact that it was my fault that things weren't going the way I wanted them to. Um, how to get over FOMO. FOMO is fear of missing out, if you don't know what FOMO stands for. And this is something that in high school and middle school is so prevalent, especially in our generation, because we know what everybody's doing all the time. And it almost feels like people like to show it off as much as they can. Like, oh, I'm doing this and this and this. And um, you see people's private stories. You see snap maps. You hear about stuff through social media and people showing off what they're doing. And so FOMO is so much more intense in our day and age, I feel like. I think the best way to get over this would be to create a relationship and hobbies with yourself that don't involve other people. So whenever other people are doing things, you know, it kind of sucks to see. You're going to look at it and you're going to be like, well, that sucks. Um, I'm not there. But the next step for that is like getting rid of that is kind of impossible. The next step for that is okay, but there's nothing I can do about it. I'm not going to whine about it. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm going to go do something productive with myself so you feel good about it. So that time you're not spending with those people is spent making you a better person, you know, doing things that you enjoy or being productive rather than sulking in kind of feeling sorry for yourself. Um, You know, you can for a second, but you have to pick it up and you have to be like, I'm not there. Nothing I can do about it. Might as well make the most of what's going on right now because feeling bad for yourself is not productive and um, turning around and acting almost desperate for people to want you somewhere is also not productive because it's not going to make them want you there, unfortunately. Another thing for me is you have to kind of understand that FOMO eventually goes away. Maybe not for everybody. Maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but my FOMO went away after I had, like, I I didn't have it as, I never really had it terribly, but this year especially, I'm like, I know what it's like to be there. I know exactly what it's going to be like. Um, I am technically missing out on this specifically, but it's not missing out on something I haven't already done. And I honestly just was able to find more joy in spending time with myself and doing things I wanted to do. But that came with age and maturity. So, you know, do your best to have a good mindset whenever you feel like you're missing out on stuff. And eventually, I think that there will come a day with maturity that you just enjoy being with yourself more, but you also kind of have to put in the work for that. Oh my God, somebody sent me a photo on here and said, we love you. I love you too. I didn't know you could do that. How can I convince myself to keep going? This is a good question. Based on your profile picture, you look pretty young. 
I was having a really hard time um, around November. And I started talking to one of my friend's moms about this. I talked to my mom about it as well. But the reason I'm bringing up my friend's mom is because she said something to me that stuck with me. Sorry, my voice sounds really bad. I have terrible allergies right now. And this stuck with me. Like, this really stuck with me. And I think it's worth mentioning. She was like, you guys are so young. You don't realize how much you have to look forward to. The best days of your life have not happened. You haven't fallen in love with your soulmate. Maybe you have, but you don't know. You haven't fallen in love with your... I have it. You haven't fallen in love with your soulmate. Maybe I have. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, you haven't fallen in love with your soulmate. You haven't gotten proposed to and had an engagement party. You haven't gotten married, been walked down the aisle. You haven't found out that you're pregnant for the first time and told your loved ones about it. You haven't had your first child. You haven't bought your child their first car. You haven't even graduated high school. You haven't graduated college. You haven't, you know, done. There's so much stuff you haven't done. You haven't traveled the places you want to travel. You haven't done any of that. You have so many cool milestones and days and small things like nights with your friends where like y'all are laughing really hard. You know, those nights, this is so, this is so corny, but you know, those like certain nights that are really random, but you remember them so well. You have those core memories because y'all were just being funny and just little things like that along with big things like your milestones you haven't experienced yet. And it made me realize I was like, I have so much I haven't done. There are going to be some beautiful moments coming up in my life. There are people I haven't met. Like I, I have a lot to look forward to. And that gave me a spark of hope whenever I was having a really hard time. Um, but I know that sometimes that's not the most productive thing to say because if you want to keep going, it, it it has to start with little things. And I think the biggest thing for that is I don't know your situation. I don't know if this is going to help you, but you have to keep going. You have to because it's going to get better. And you have to keep trying because it is going to get better. It always does. It always does. And if it doesn't, then you're not there yet. If it hasn't gotten better, then it hasn't gotten better yet. It's not not going to get better. You have to convince yourself to keep going because somebody loves you. You have to convince yourself to keep going because you have so much potential in life that you haven't fulfilled yet. And it's worth it. You're here for a reason. Sorry, that was really deep. Whatever. Um, okay, I'm going to address the boyfriend thing. I'm getting a lot of questions about it, but I do, I'm dating somebody, which if you would have asked me if I was going to have a boyfriend anytime soon, about a few months ago, I would say absolutely not. I was, in my own words, anti-boyfriend, did not want a boyfriend, but it happened. It ended up happening, you know, um, some will say that's when you find the best people is when you're not looking, but I've gotten questions about is your boyfriend a good boyfriend to you? There are s there are some people who like might I guess know who he is by his online persona and stuff like that, and or I guess just public persona. I don't know. He has made me realize I don't I don't know how to put it. Like obviously yes, he's a good boyfriend. He treats me so well. Okay. He, he pulled me out of my anti-boyfriend phase, which should, should say a lot. But I feel like a lot of people wonder how he treats me because of, I guess, his 
specific image. He is so much more of a gentleman than you'd ever think he'd be. Actually, maybe some people would assume that, but then a lot of people assume he'd be so much more of a gentleman than a lot of people would assume he would be. Um, He has taught me a lot about myself. He has made me realize that I am kind of, I guess, worthy of being in a relationship because I have had, I guess, a relationship situation where the the guy never made me feel, always made me feel like I was doing something wrong and never made me feel like I was girlfriend material or whatever. And so it's always kind of stuck in the back of my head that I, I wasn't good material to be in a relationship. Like I was always doing something wrong or, you know, I had this wrong about me. And my current boyfriend has like just made me realize that that is not true. He has made me feel so appreciated and cared about, honestly, like in, in, and he's communicated how he admires me so well to the point where I had a little bit of a realization where I'm like, wait, maybe I am girlfriend material. Maybe I am, this is corny, but enough, you know, more than enough. He's made me feel like more than enough. And I'm so grateful to have found somebody like that. I know I'm young, but yeah, I get questions about that. Like, is he a good boyfriend? He's a very good boyfriend. And he's a lot more gentle than you'd you'd think he is, I guess. I don't know if he's going to be mad at me if I say that. But um, no, he's a sweetheart. Uh, I wouldn't get into a relationship, especially right now in this phase of my life, if I didn't think that it was only making me better and more confident in myself and serving me. So yeah, I'll get more into depth about my own, I guess, relationship in the next episode because I want to talk about relationships in the next episode, like I said. But I just want to put out there that he's a very uh, good person. There's a lot of questions about body image. And I think that I'm going to talk more about that in another questions episode because I want to think about it a little bit more. I've thought about it a lot, but I want to write it out Um, because I haven't I don't have anything written out for this. I've just been scrolling and trying to talk about it because I want it to be like my raw reaction to the question. But I'll do another more in-depth one, probably. I also have a lot of questions about my faith, and I think that I want to get into those on a later episode as well, because I think I'm already at 47 minutes recording, and if I'm going to talk about my faith, I want to sit down and, and really get into it. So look out for that as well. I've been recording for almost an hour, so I think I need to end there. Um... I will do my next episode on relationships. Reading all of y'all's questions about relationships has made me realize that I should go ahead and just talk about uh, it in a whole episode. I was thinking about it, but I didn't know if y'all wanted to hear it, whatnot. So I think I'm going to do that next week. Um, Thank you if you ask me a question. And I will do another questions episode. Um, Again, just thank you for listening. Thank y'all for everything, all the feedback. I love it. I love hearing feedback. And there was something else I wanted to say. Yeah, don't be afraid to message me. Ask me stuff. Tell me what you think. Um, I read a lot of them. I try to read and respond to as many as I can. And I guess that's it. We got really personal. And um, I hope I was able to give y'all what you wanted out of these questions. So yeah, thank you guys for listening. I will see y'all next week. Bye.